passed away. We wanted men. Episode 127 of the Smugglers Galaxy Podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. I do have one thing to say before we get going this morning, Jason, because it's bugging the crap out of me. Jazzwares, quit with the chases. You're killing me. You're <laughs> effing killing me. It sucks when you've got something you want that bad, a ship you've been waiting years for. Come out, finally come out. You can't find it in Atlanta, but by God, you can find it for $500 on eBay. A $10 or what is it? $17 ship. I understand, Max, you've told us why you're doing the chases. I understand, but doggone it, it's aggravating. So, hi, Jason. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm all right. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's aggravating because you're you're trying to find them in Atlanta. You can't find them in Atlanta or you find them in Atlanta. You're too late. And you I've seen it all too many times. You get these idiots in Target that are checking their phone in the collectibles aisle. So people are I mean, you know, I, I'm good for them trying to make a living. But doggone it, people on eBay quit paying five hundred dollars for that ship. It, it Give it a couple of months and or maybe a year and you'll find it for 50, maybe $50. I've heard a lot of people and by a lot of people, just a couple, a handful <laughs> say that that's the only one that they want from wave two is that Sabine ship. Uh huh. Um, I've also seen people starting to get a little frustrated on and this. This just could be confirmation bias for all I know, because I am frustrated too, but I'm seeing people online and in a couple conversations that they're just frustrated with the chases because We've been trained for 40 years to collect them all. Right. And you can't get them all because they're exclusive or you've got people hunting it because they can make a quick four or $500 on eBay by selling this thing that's just hanging on the store shelves. They don't want it. I saw someone at uh, um, the toy swap yesterday with a Chase Luke Skywalker and a Chase Moff Gideon, two of them. And I'm like, dude, you didn't want them. You're just buying them to make a buck off of me. Right, and, and vehicles, but and I don't think he, he had them for like like sixty bucks. Which at that point, it's a pain in my ass tax that you don't want to hunt it down. You can't find it. Sixty dollars, I can kind of understand, but five six hundred, you know, four five hundred for that Sabine just pisses me off. So I left uh, in my video that I made yesterday of the uh, Powder Springs Toy Show. I put a little asterisk. Please, if you don't want it, leave it on the shelf for someone who does. Yeah. Don't be an ass. Exactly. And that's I, that's the biggest problem with the chases for me. It's it's creating this environment where the secondhand people, the the scalpers are going to buy it to uh, make a profit. And I, it hurts me. It doesn't hurt Jazzwares. It hurts me. Right. It hurts us as, as collectors. Because Jazzwares, they're getting their money. They don't care. Anyways. I, I'm sure they care, but, you, you know, they're, they're, they've already made their money. 
Yeah. Happy uh, Star Wars Podcasting Day 2023. Yay! What a way to start it off. Yeah, so uh, the real reason that they have February 7th as the um, uh, Star Wars Podcasting Day is because it's the 24th anniversary of Jedi Talk, the very first Star Wars-related podcast, which premiered on February 7th, 1991, 1999, excuse me, that's a little too early. But uh, there's over 90 podcasters participating this year, so if you're listening... Um, because of Star Wars Podcast Day, hello, welcome, thank you for joining us. Yes, and uh, go to Star Wars Podcast Day on Facebook to check out the other podcasts. Maybe you'll find your newest favorite Star Wars podcast by yeah. checking them out. There are thousands of us out there, so thanks for listening to us. There's 3.02 million podcasts right now. So wow, thank you for taking your time to listen to these two dudes. Right. And crack a beer wherever you're, unless you're driving. Don't crack a beer. Don't crack a beer. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> That's not cool. So, uh, how was the uh, toy show for you yesterday? Toy show was cool. I got a lot of uh, good stuff. I'm in the process of customizing some Cantina characters. Uh, there's this guy on Instagram called Landspeeder Luke, and he just dropped two heads, uh, two custom heads that are STL files for printing yourself. Um, it's the screen guy, the guy, the ghost face guy. His name is Ellis Herlot. And then there's Hem Dazon, which is the character that first pops up when they cut to the cantina inside. The, Everybody knows this alien that pops up. He's got, the, he looks like. He looks like a hammerhead. Of, yeah. I would say more like ET than hammerhead. Maybe like if ET and hammerhead had a baby, it's Hem Dazon. <laughs> so. Uh, I got those, and uh, I finished the Scream guy. And um, yesterday, at the to tie it all back together, yesterday at Powder Springs, I got a Greedo figure, a Bib Fortuna, and a Jawa. And I'm going to take pieces from all of them to make Hem Dazon. There you go. I also got a Han in Carbonite, but without the Carbonite, I just got the Han. The vintage Han in Carbonite. The vintage Han. Last 17. Yeah, so I've got that guy. I just need a Carbonite block at some point. And then Adam Thrawn, a Thrawn, Adam Thrawn had the, uh, <laughs> sorry, he had the. Uh, we were doing that all day yesterday. Adam Thrawn, no, no, the Thrawn. Wait, wait, what? What? Yeah, he had the disco album for two bucks. That was Star a great Wars. find. Yeah, and so I, I put it on my album, my record player, and it was like it was warped or something. It kept like throwing the needle a few seconds. Mm -hmm. But then you would look at it sideways. I would look at it sideways, and I couldn't see anything that was warped i'm like what is going on because there's no scratches it, something was off and it was warped so it doesn't play right but i'm i'm happy to have it because i never thought i would find that one in the store right and, and it you're buying it for the art you're not buying it to listen to star wars disco because if you really wanted to listen to star wars disco that's what spotify is for mm -hmm. absolutely i also oh. um yeah. it's been two weeks so there's since we last recorded i know for people listening it was just a week ago but there's plenty of other stuff that i picked yeah. up this week so go what else you pick up i got the uh best buy had the vintage collection poe x-wing for like 70 bucks it was on okay. sale from 100 is that the white and orange one yes and so uh i had some coupons for best buy so i was able to get that for half for half off basically um, so I got that, and then uh, Hasbro shipped out the Vintage Collection 
Andor, Val, Artillery Trooper, Luke from the Mandalorian, Cal Kestis, the Clatoonian Raider, and I also didn't have the Anakin Padawan version from Attack of the Clones. So I got all of those figures this week. But the- was, no, I was talking to Kelly, and he was saying that there was a lot of stuff shipping, like all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That's a complete wave that I just got, except for wow. the uh, Anakin. I'm not sure how I missed that one, but I didn't have it, so now I do. Awesome. And then I was at uh, you were in uh, Nolens, and I was checking all the targets because I knew you wouldn't be hitting them up. And I went to <laughs> Roswell. I went to Roswell Target. And they didn't have anything, and uh, so I'm just like checking the shelves and rechecking them and rechecking them to make sure that I'm not missing anything on the shelf there for the uh, chases. And for some reason, I just reached over to pick up one of the LAATs, uh-huh. and I pick it up, and it was supposed to be the Crumb Bomber because it's maroon, but on the side, it's the green version, which is, shoot. I looked it up earlier to try to remember what it was. Now I can't remember, but it's the clone skull, which is supposed to be on the green one. Right. And so I'm looking at this thing, trying to figure out what am I looking at? Because this isn't right. It's maroon, not green. Because if it's maroon, it's supposed to have salacious crumb. If it's green, it's supposed to have the skull. But this is maroon with the skull. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm, I, I start messaging you and... We kind of figured out that it's a factory error. This is not supposed to be on the store shelves. And so I quickly snatched that up and brought it home. And, and the funny thing is, is I probably looked at that two or three times before then, because I'd been at that target a bunch uh, looking for chase and you just, Oh, those are the lats. And you just go, go about your day. Yeah. It had some shelfware. So I would assume people have been looking at it, but they didn't really look at it. Right. Um, and if it had not been the salacious crumb one, I probably wouldn't have just picked it up to look at it and just, you know, Ooh, crumb. <laughs> I love that little bastard. Look at that guy. So in awesome. conclusion, that's all I picked up this week, <laughs> which Sweet. is past two weeks, actually. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, the toy show, man, I, it was good yesterday. It felt better yesterday for some reason, maybe cause they had a good amount of vendors. Mm-hmm. But it, it felt bigger and maybe because the one in December had been canceled. So people were trying to, to make up mm-hmm. for that. Um, I had a good time. I showed up about 45 minutes late because I was yeah. just like, you know, I we were taking it easy and we didn't really have, you know, a whole lot of money to spend, even though we spent money. Um, but, um, yeah, it was good. Uh, I thought they had a good selection of toys like normal. Uh, Kelly had picked up some Ewoks figures. He picked up a... a yeah. Oh geez, what was it? The the blue guy, the the medicine man. He picked that guy up for like a hundred bucks. Yep. Loose. Complete. Uh, low gray. Low gray. Even though it wasn't complete, but still I it was. No, it was missing this whatever low gray has. I can oh, go look still. Still. Um anyway, and then he picked up one of the one of the other green guys for like a hundred bucks for the pair. So that was a steal. Um yeah, I thought it was a good show. I know I keep saying that about every show, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that time. Uh, I saw a lot of people there that we hadn't seen in a minute. Um, I've actually got to message Adam because he's got those. I forgot to go back and get those TVC Mandos he had because mm. he had the Loyalist and the the shoot the Darth Maul one. So mm-hmm. I'm going to message him and have him bring him a paint night and pick them up from him because those are some. Even though I don't do the TVC figures, those are some good looking figures and they don't take up a lot of room. 
yeah uh people were asking me hey where's glenn and i, I go i don't see him and i don't hear him so he must not be here yet <laughs> and they're like oh well you shouldn't say that i'm like no he would he would say yeah that's me i'm that's the loudest one here and exactly and then Although it is it is helping since I got my hearing aid. I'm realizing how loud I am. And when I was with my 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 family down in on the bayou, it's like, wow, we are some pretty loud people. Well, maybe that's why you're loud. But of course, when I finally see you at the the swap, you're just talking to people. And I'm like, what the hell? How long have you been here quietly talking? Are you incognito? No, I I just probably the my hearing aids helping with that. So I'm not. I'm I'm trying to make a conscious effort not to be the loudest person in the room but maybe it's helping i don't know but uh yeah you were I, not uh, the loudest person yesterday let me say that well that was good 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 um maybe it also because i had to pee so i was maybe doing that i, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but I, yeah like i said man i saw we saw a lot of people we hadn't seen in a couple of months and uh i picked up uh what did i pick up i have it right here i picked up a bo-katan tvc I picked up the uh, Han Solo Black Series in Carbonite Block. I've been waiting on that one for a minute. I just didn't feel like paying what people were asking for it. Really? How much well, were they asking? They they were going from anywhere from fifteen to thirty dollars. I didn't feel like paying full Black Series price for that figure because once it because I think it was fifteen retail. Yeah, and, and then it was then it was going for like twenty to twenty five, twenty to thirty dollars on the secondary market. And Daniel had one for he threw in he did the the Bo-Katan and that for twenty bucks. So I was like, oh, hey, nice. yeah, I can pay that. That's yeah. a good price. Yeah, absolutely. And then I picked up a bunch of I've been toying with the He-Man Revelation figures when I since I saw them about a month ago in the store. They had the new wave out, and uh, I picked up a bunch of those. So I went back. Uh, I picked up what did I pick up? I picked up the Man at Arms Merman. Uh, <laughs> one of the other bad guys, Stinkor, Skeletor, He-Man, and Battle Cat. <laughs> so it was one of those. I'm if I'm gonna do it, I because they had a guy that had a had a pretty good price. Is the guy that that normally has a lot of stuff. Um, that's newer Target stuff. Um, he had some of the older, like the older wave of of those lines. So I picked those up for like 70 bucks for, well, not the man in arms. I paid that. I bought that separately, but uh, I got a good deal on those. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I can do one big wave, do it in one file swoop. And uh, I'll pick some, probably pick some more up next uh, meetup. I don't know. We'll see. I got a battle cats. Like he's a six inch battle cat. So he's huge, but he looks awesome. So he'll take up a shelf by himself. Yeah, well, but there, there's some badass looking figures. I'd say you, those are the figures where you're looking at them. They're 25, 30 bucks on the shelf and you're getting the alternate heads, head scopes. You're getting the alternate arms. You're getting a bunch of weapons and it, you just want to look at Hasbro and be like, come on, people look at, look at what people are doing for the same amount of money. But, yeah. you know, I also understand that they got to, you know, they have that star Wars tax, but whatever. I'm just. At this point, yeah. I'm kind of over everything and I'm waiting to find I'm I'm I think truthfully, I'm waiting for the Ahsoka show to come and have a whole bunch of rebel stuff next year or in five years, whenever Hasbro decides to make them. Yep. 
Yeah, so, I'm like make customizing these figures and how different they look from other Black Series figures, even though I'm using parts and I'm uh-huh. just painting things, I'm like, this would be so easy for Hasbro to do. Yeah. But they don't. I I don't know why they don't, but whatever. I know people are already tuning out because they're like, you talk about Hasbro all the time, but what else really? are we going to talk about? I don't know. We don't, oh. I don't know. Maybe we, we well, don't. That's spend... feedback. I need to incorporate that because I've got a whole section here in the news about Hasbro. So, oh, I, I I'm just talking out my, oh. my hole in my head too. But, uh, yeah, it is. It does suck when you, when you look at those figures and you look at what you're doing with the, with the, um, uh, with the customization. And then I'm starting to get, not starting, but you know, you're starting to dip your toe or at least me into the, uh, hardcore custom figures, you know, that are artsy figures. Um, so it is it's different it just there's a different way to collect right now and i think hasbro may be feeling that i I don't know but uh yeah do you want to hear what else i picked up sure all right i uh this is like again over the last two weeks but like ebay has been good to me because they had uh somebody had a bill and ted about that sorry go ahead oh we'll talk well ebay finally was good to me because i went on flew under the radar um on some things but they had a Bill and Ted, all it says is like Bill and Ted Orion films. It's a it's a cassette tape. I have no clue what it says, but it's it's you could tell it's a uh a pre-production something. Either they did it to I don't know if it's a soundtrack, I don't know if it's parts for the movie, somebody that maybe you'd play a a you know a a, a radio commercial on it or something, because I don't have a cassette tape, so I don't know what's on it, but pick that up for like five bucks. Uh, pick what else did I pick up? Bill and Ted. I picked up a. Here I am saying I'm not going to get into graded comics, and then I picked up a Bill and Ted graded comic for like ten bucks. It was like twenty five dollars for shipping. It's yeah, like but I mean that's your focus. Yeah, it's it was one of the ones that came out like the they came out in 2020. Okay. But for the price and it was graded, I couldn't. It was hard to pass up. And I also picked up a loose phone booth for Bill and Ted. So nice. and. Like Narayan was saying last week, how stuff comes to you when people know what you collect. That phone booth just came to me. Somebody had messaged me saying, hey, I have a loose phone booth. Do you want it? And he shot me a price. And next thing I know, a week later, it's in my mailbox. Nice. Yeah, because I'd been looking for one because that was the only piece I didn't have loose. And my wife is like, well, you have one sealed. I needed a loose one Mm. to go with all my other loose figures. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. What else did I pick? Oh, I picked up. Oh, this this is another. This is a drunk buy from oh. Sideshow. While I'm in New Orleans, uh, Sideshow had put that they had some Back to the Future statuettes for like forty bucks. So I bought some of those. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, eh, whatever. They look cool. Um, and to go back for my back, you know, put more crap in my Back to the Future focus. And uh, while well, we another thing we picked up. <laughs> I mean, I'm also trying to do, I also do Texaco stuff, but it's not like hardcore. Uh, it's when I see something cool, I picked it up. They had, um, the guy had, had some maps, like the free maps that you get at the gas station. And then we were talking to him about stuff and he had a big sign. I'm like, that sign's too big. And then he showed me, he had one that was, uh, it was a sign that they put on oil rigs, on oil platforms so that like if you have your an oil you know people are trying to get oil out of your land to notify you know identify stuff so i got like a porcelain sign that says texaco and it's got a whatever oil rig that they had it on so that'll go on my back deck 
Awesome. Yeah. So welcome yeah. to Texaco. Yeah. Well, I do have a Texaco tattoo if you hadn't seen it. No, I'm not, I don't have that level of brand. Um, <laughs> even with Star Wars, I don't have that level of brand uh, oh, favoritism, uh, allegiance. I don't know what I'm. Well, it, it's more of a, a but ode to both my grandfathers. They retired from Texaco. Oh, so that's sort of and it, you know when you're in when you do something like that. I guess especially in South Louisiana, when you're like a, whatever your trade that sort of becomes your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Especially, and that's uh, you know, that's what they were known for. And then my uncle, he worked for Texaco until they got well. They he he retired from he started with Texaco, and then they got up bought out by another company, and then ended up retiring with them. So it's like it's a family thing with me. Uh, so that's sort of why I do it. And, and here uh, I thought it was some sort of Back to the Future two thing because it's the gas station in the future. Welcome I, to Texaco. Yeah, I have those minifigs. Yeah, yeah, I sealed have, in uh, package. I had the playset actually. There's a Texaco playset, Micro Machines. Yeah, I've got that too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nothing incredible, but that's it's a good crossover. I got both of those sealed. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I was on eBay this week, yesterday. I've been watching this eBay auction for seven days. Uh, Mr. Pagano put uh, alerted me to it. It was Imperial um, Tie Pilots. Uh, it was that pack that. They were all in, but the card back was upside down. Oh, nice. So it was a factory error. And the auction ended at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. And I'm just like, that's perfect. I'm I'm all for that. So I was watching this thing, and I had to drop Harrison off at Robotics. And they drop him off, and I had two minutes left in the auction. So I pull over, and I'm watching this thing count down. It was at twelve fifty. the The cost of the auction was at twelve dollars and fifty cents, and we get down to like five seconds, and I throw out a bid, and I was immediately outbid. So it's two seconds. I bid thirty eight dollars, mm-hmm. and I watch it. You're the highest bidder. One second, zero, and I'm like, oh, I win. And then immediately I get this message: you've been outbid. Jeez, how did that happen? I was so pissed off because I had watched it go from. One second to zero with my bid as the top bid. Mm-hmm. And I lost it by a dollar. Damn. That just means somebody probably bid 50 bucks or they had a bot. I eBay, there again, when you find something that people like, I don't I don't know what happens. I've watched them plenty of times where I've uh, you know, you're watching something and it's at a reasonable price. It's at, you know, three, four hundred dollars. And when it closes, you know, and you watch it count down, and it's at three, four hundred dollars, and then when it closes, it closes at seven or eight. Mm-hmm. So I have, and then that must mean that there were multiple bots or however bidding it out for it. And I, I, you got to figure out what the alg- algorithm is on that yeah. eBay stuff because it's ridiculous. And it man. said something I, like four other people were trying to outbid it. Wow. And, and I don't know if you were to, you know, throw a stupid bid out. Oh, excuse me. You know, let's say you threw a $50 bid out there and to try to battle those bots. I mean, you you have to be ready to pay the $50. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. I know I've played the game with eBay where if I'm bidding something and I really want it, but then somebody, you know, you could tell that somebody bid you way up or bid way over. I, I, I'm that asshole and bid them up. So like if mm-hmm. something's at, $25 or and then you bid it to 30 and then somebody outbid you. So I'll bid 31. Somebody outbid you. 
35 somebody outbid you so you yeah. run that that the auction up just to be a jerk uh but i've done that too yeah a part of me was like this guy's not walking away with 1250 like that's not happening right exactly you don't want to beat somebody exactly you don't want somebody to get it away get away from it for 1250 because it's worth even you know it may not be physically worth the 1250 but it's worth more than 1250 to you but yeah it was a bummer and uh i lost out so that just sucks, dude. I also did because we didn't have a podcast last week. I mean, we did, but we didn't record. You're in Nolans, and I did some more research on monkey lizards. Yeah, trying to figure out when they shifted from the small hands to the big hands. And I looked at the Black Series creature pack that they released for Disney Parks. They had big hands. Uh, obviously, the Disney uh, monkey lizard that you put on your shoulder has giant hands. Um. Kind of in new media, uh, like The Mandalorian, I looked at the screen grab and it looked like they had bigger hands. And then in The Clone Wars, they had bigger hands. So I'm like, when did they shift from Return of the Jedi when he had small hands to this larger hand version? And I'm like sitting there looking at my monkey lizards and it just kind of hit me when I was looking at the Kenner one. The Kenner one does not look like the Return of the Jedi one. He's got big hands. Okay. And they probably did that to... Um, put the center of gravity in a sp certain spot so he wouldn't fall or to no. make him more stable. Right. And so knowing Filoni and how he incorporates like Hammerhead and Greedo and um, Walrus Man into the Clone Wars, looking like their Kenner counterpart, he probably said, this is the version that Monkey Lizard that people are used to, the ones that they played with. So let's make the ones in the Clone Wars look like this. And he probably just went off from that. Gotcha. Maybe. So that's my theory. Cool. And then I have some news, so we'll get into news. And I also I forgot one thing. My wife, I was kind of excited for her. Um, she picked up the Ahsoka Forces of Destiny doll. Mm -hmm. She picked one up for like half price on eBay. So, oh, I thought she picked that up at the the show yesterday. No, that came off eBay, dude. She found it off. Uh, somebody had it in Europe. And she messaged him and was like, hey, will you do like $100 shipped? And he was like, sure. I was like, you realize that's like a 200 to $300 figure. Yeah, she's like, oh, I know. She's got all the deals. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. So that was that was her cool pickup for Star Wars. She's got but all the deals. Let's get in the news and then we could talk over my meet, my uh, my trip to New Orleans. Okay. Uh, Je Jedi Survivor has been postponed postponed six weeks to April twenty eighth. They probably needed more time to work on it, but uh, you need a next gen console to to play it. So I'm kind of out. I'm not buying a new console to play the game. Yeah, especially we're, with the God that we're old. Yeah, especially with the uh, the Legend of Zelda having a sequel out. If I was going to buy a, a console, I'd buy the Nintendo Switch. So I can play that, not this. Yeah, that's can, my personal preference. Can you play that on the Switch? I don't know. That's a good question. Should look into that because that might be worth it. Yeah. Um, there's a surprise announcement this week that Star Wars Visions is streaming uh, season two on May fourth. It involves more cartoon um, studios, which, and they're all from over all over the world. So this is not like it's going to be an anime special, which I'm kind of excited about. Yeah. Titles of the shorts are Sith by El Guerri. That's the name of the studio. Screechers Run by Cartoon Saloon. Then the Stars by Punk Robot. 
um i am your mother by ardman which is probably the one that i'm the most excited about because ardman studios is the one that made wallace and gromit and chicken run oh. um they do the claymation stop go stop that motion. sounds fun yeah so um they're they're just uh whatever they do i kind of watch it because i really enjoy their work they mm -hmm. have done animated stuff before but if this is like some sort of stop go animation thing i'm all for this one journey to the dark head by studio mirror uh the spy dancer studio la cachette which is probably some sort of french thing the bandit of golak 88 pictures uh the pit by dart should i don't know if i said that wrong right and ayu's song by triggerfish so um i don't think this is all going to be anime uh which is kind of cool yeah that i'm if if it's going to be different animation styles i'm i'm cool with that i enjoyed visions for what it was uh there was you know two or three that stood out that were awesome and then the rest of them kind of sucked it, it was have, a huh i haven't finished this first <laughs> season <laughs> <laughs> they had the cool one i enjoyed the last the ronin the last jedi um I enjoyed the one, the band one. Everybody kind of poo-pooed on that one, but I enjoyed it because I'm I'm a band guy. You're in a band, yeah. I'm in a band, so I enjoyed that one. And then um, there was another one, but shoot, I can't even remember it. The one with uh, Doogie Hauser on top of a Star Destroyer with his lightsaber flashing into eternity. I was like, uh, this just isn't my cup of tea. Yeah, a lot of people had that problem with that one but there was a third one you know that shows how much how awesome they were when i can't even remember the third one i liked maybe the, the little girl the one with the little girl that one i i don't know there you go people that's our review on star wars visions yeah i'll finish it before the next one we'll see um moving on micro galaxy uh micro galaxy squadron some pod racers showed up in Australia this week, which is really weird because uh, they say on the box Series 1, and I thought Series 1 concluded where our Series 2 is hitting shelves now. Series 3 is the LAATs, the lats. This is a single box, which included Sebulba and Anakin and their pod racer. It had clear stands. Uh, no official word from Jazzwares as to what this is, but it's still a pretty cool thing, and I'm I'm happy that it comes with stands. I think you can kind of pivot them on the stand so you can make it look like they're banking. Um, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. The The stands are the one thing I really think Jazzwares needs to package separately. Because I, I, from what I've seen of them, like you were saying that they bank and stuff, that the stuff, did you ever open up your, yes. your, yeah. The, the set? So what did you think of the stands? The stands, um, they, you can't really pivot them out. So they have to be standing straight up because when you move the arms down or to the side, it off centers the, the center of gravity for the stand itself shifts and the stand will fall over because of the weight of the vehicles. Uh -huh. So you really need to have them straight up. You can have it out just a little bit, but not too much because there's a couple different accesses to accesses to pivot it on. And then you can kind of just bank them so they kind of look like they're in the middle of a turn and they're chasing each other. Uh -huh. Um, when I walk into the room, that's the one that kind of stands out because they are up and above the rest of them. So it works for that set. But if that's the plan, I don't know if that's going to work. Gotcha. 
So back to pod racing on Micro Galaxy Squadron. Mm-hmm. I Ooh. thought I I thought those might have been bootlegs, but they're I legit. Too. I mean, the way that they're they're showing up and the way that people are um, going with it, I I think that stuff's legit. Yeah, but why does it say Series One? That's the weird part. Right. I don't know. I don't know why people would do that. Why they would do that unless it's a mistake or like. Is that the only one that's popped up? Is that that one? I think so. I mean, I it so. could could it be like a prototype snuck out of the factory? If it was a prototype, I would say Series 1. Maybe they hadn't finished the packaging yet. Maybe. I don't know. That would be my assumption is that it's a prototype for one of the later series. And... Uh, it just got out the factory because I have heard stories of the golden days or olden days or whatever, where people were finding prototypes on store shelves or factory errors, factory. Yeah. Or factory errors or whatever. Uh, that would be my assumption. Um, I don't know. I, what would be really cool is I heard that there was another show or something. I don't think it was in the States. I think it was abroad that Jazzwares was showing off. Toy Fair London. Okay, so Toy Fair London, they were showing off like the third and fourth and fifth series. Oh. And uh, it would be fun to hear somebody who was there because I, I don't know if they had to sign NDAs or they were just being cool. Um, shoot, what am I thinking? But it'd be cool to hear confirmation like, yes, this is Jazzwares is doing this and they just messed up and put it mm -hmm. out too soon. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, who knows? Maybe it is part of Series 1, and they just never got around to shipping it in time. I don't know. But they would be on the packaging, though, wouldn't it? Uh, not some of those bigger ones. Like the LAATs, they don't include all the other in Series 3. It's just the other lats. I okay. I don't know which ones. I don't know how to refer to that, that vehicle. But, yeah, it doesn't say these are all Series 3. It's just like collect the other four in this line. Gotcha. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah, like you said, it's either a factory error or prototype or, oh, man, we forgot to ship these. Mm -hmm. Which I would be surprised if they did forget to ship them out of Series 1. Mm -hmm. So Hasbro had a live stream this week. They were, they're going to be at Celebration London, and they have an exclusive 40th anniversary Revenge of the Jedi Darth Vader molded red, and it comes with a removable poster. Um, so that's available if you're going to Celebration London. I don't feel like I want that one. I don't like the repaints. I immediately, I mean, it's a cool idea, but then you gotta, you better be making the Luke too. Yeah. And then you're you? going to have to find a boat that then you're going to spend. It have to be like a San Diego Comic-Con Revenge of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker, maybe. Be such a pain in the ass to complete. That's going to be a pain in the ass set to complete, man. Yeah, that would be. Um, they also released uh, or announced the Black Series Deluxe Endor Rebel Trooper, much like the Hoth Rebel Trooper. It's got removable faces. Uh, one of that is the Rebel Trooper Nick's, I think, is Saint or Sant or something like that. Comes on the 40th anniversary card back. Um, it's got the removable faces, just like the Hoth Trooper and. I like that. I like the card back. I like the the figure. Um, so I was excited about that. See, there, there again, 
why the hell Hasbro can't you do that with a lot more figures? Because you're going to you're going to make us happy when you can do something like that. You swap the face, you could swap the accessories. So we're going to army builders are going to buy three or four or five, six, whatever that figure, because you can army build that figure and everything be and still be an individual figure. Yeah. Damn it, Hasbro. Damn it. Uh, they announced the vintage collection Darth Vader with the helmet reveal. Uh, his hand will come sliced off, so you can pop the hand on. This is from the end of Return of the Jedi. Uh, it's got a three-piece helmet. You can take the top part off and then remove the face mask, and then there's the old Anakin there. Um, I was excited about that, even though it's been released before, um, to have that card back. I mean, that's the real that's the real thing that I want to see. Yeah, did, did that one... That one seemed to look like it was Hayden Christian to the deal, original one look like that too yeah yeah okay i think it was uh vintage collection admiral piet it's the first character with the new officer body they they said that quote exactly it's the first new character in the new officer body which makes me think more officers are coming i did like this card back it showed piet looking over endor with the death star in the background i thought that was really cool but yeah, if I was a betting man, I would say that we're going to be getting an army builder of Imperial officers at some point. They just There's need a to make, vintage... What? Just, just need to make new head sculpts. That's all they need to do. And then yeah. they can have the army. Um, it's interesting that they're kind of calling out what's new on these characters now because they said the vintage collection Han-, Han Solo from Endor is a new tool from the waist up. This is him in the bunker. It's a nice likeness of Harrison Ford. It looked a lot like him. I think out of all the three character, um, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford seems to be the one that Hasbro nails the most to look more like the character and the actor. Well, probably because they don't want to piss him off since he also (laughs) is the guy for uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. But I like that. I like that it was a bunker version. Um, I like the card back. There was also the vintage collection Wheat Quay which is being re-released. It's a straight re-release. And I think um, I need this one for the barge and looking through my uh, card backs. I don't think I got this one on the original release and he was tracking for like a hundred bucks. So I'm glad they're releasing that so I can get that one. So that means you're going to open them. I'll open one and keep one in the package. Gotcha. Uh, One will go on the barge display. One will go into the vintage collection display. And then 20th anniversary will be a year-long celebration for the Clone Wars, so I expect a lot more announcements coming uh, this year for the Clone Wars. There's an ARC Trooper Jesse, which is a Walmart exclusive. Yay! March March 16th pre-order at Walmart. And this is the only figure from all of this that uh, you can pre-order. The rest of them are not available for pre-order. I think Hasbro's starting to listen and say, you know, people are frustrated with opening it and then waiting a year because of delays, whatever the case may be, not getting their figure. So we're going to stop with the pre-orders. Yes. That, hey, good on Hasbro. Uh, For you know, finally, yeah, half-ass listening to people because it, yeah, I, how many times have we heard in the past where, you know, you get people that get hit for like five pre-orders at once? Yeah. And then your bank account, you know, I well, haven't heard, you know, your bank account takes a hit. Well, instead of hitting five pre-orders now, I mean, it's going to drop in the spring. You're going to be ordering five figures. And then, (laughs) like, what difference does it make if you pre-order those five figures and it all hits at once? Or you buy them all at once when they are available. I mean, it's the same thing. but Right. I 
I guess it's more you don't forget about them and you don't forget that you're going to have a $100 hit in your bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what matters no more. And it's just frustrating when you do have something like that that you pre-order and you don't you forget about it or you lose interest in it or, you know, maybe maybe people. I don't know. I don't you know, whatever. It's a step in the right direction for Hasbro, I think. Yeah. Uh, Black Series Kiati Mundi's coming, um, but they say that it's a 2024 release. So even though they showed the figure, he's not a, he's not going to come out anytime soon. But he is. I think maybe I might get the Jedi. Uh-huh. Any Jedi that comes out, I might get in the Black Series. Any Cantina characters, I might get. Um, but that might be it. I'm Are you gonna the... go ahead? Sorry, sorry. Hmm. Are you gonna throw him in your Cantina? Kiati Mundi, no. Um, I might get the uh, selfie series with uh, Jerry Hancock and put that on <laughs> Kiati Mundi a body, and then I'll have Kiati Randy in the cantina. Yeah, there you go. You should do that for all of us. We should all do a selfie <laughs> series just to put in your cantina. Well, I'll just hang out in one of the. Uh, <laughs> we can alcohols. play with. We can play with. Our, I was going to say play with ourselves, but play with our figures and yeah. like I'll pretend to drink on your cantina. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Um, the vintage collection Captain Hauser from the Bad Batch. He was originally released in the Bad Batch four pack, but they gave the wrong name on it, and this was like one of the characters that didn't even appear on the show at the time, right? But they're re releasing it with the correct name pill. Uh, the vintage collection Phase True Clone Trooper pack based on their Andor appearance. So these are the clone troopers that kind of march by in a flashback, and Andor mm-hmm. it was a flashback, right? Yeah, because that was when his uh dad died, yeah. So, yeah. Or his adopted dad. But yeah, anyways. Those Everybody guys... knew what I meant, man. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's a vintage collection two and two clone trooper pack that's coming. They're re-releasing VC one hundred, the Star Killer. I never got that. Um, so that's I'm appreciative of that because that's another expensive one. They just need to re-release VC sixty six at this point, and we'll have to have it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> further releases, there's the retro collection, uh, Mando prototype, which will come in six different colors. It'll have a great cape, the blasters, the cl- classic Kenner blue accessory. Um, it's got the foil background. It's got the pop art card back. It's a Toys R Us exclusive in Canada and a Target exclusive in the United States. Do you, do you think people are losing their interest in that, that line, the yes. retro line? Yes. Cause I'm in Target and I see them sitting on the shelves and I've never seen them sitting on the shelves in Target. Same thing with the Black Series um, Boba Fett. Yeah. The Black Series uh, One Ned. Is that Ned One? The the droid from Obi-Wan. Oh, the big yellow droid? The big yellow one. That one's hanging out. Uh, seems like that one's not flying off the shelf. There's there's still the last wave of the Black Series with the, the droid from Mando and Leia in her Ewok costume. Uh, Lando Calrissian's there. The Cantina band. Like, it just seems like either they've overproduced it or the demand is just drying up. And that yeah. could be confirmation bias again, but this is not normal for Black Series. No. Um, and then I'm also seeing a lot of the true. It, it felt like they overproduced uh, the one of the Imperials from whatever line it is, because yeah, you, you'll see they have 20 of them sitting on a shelf. 
Yeah, it's not like a shore trooper where you can army build that guy because then you'll right. just have like clones of the one dude. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but I mean, even the shore trooper I'm seeing sitting on shelves. Yeah, I'm waiting for that one to come off of clearance. Yeah, and and, then... and I think that's what's screwing things up is that Target has clearance so much stuff they're waiting for their thing their inventory to go before they re-release stuff or put more yeah. stuff out. Yes, sir. And then the last reveal uh, was the 40th anniversary Scout Trooper helmet. That looked great. Yeah, I was excited about that because that was one of the projects I was thinking about 3D printing. And mm -hmm. this looked fabulous. The question is, will it fit on my fat head? <laughs> um, because Boba Fett fits, Darth Vader fits, but the Stormtrooper doesn't uh -huh. on my head. The, those helmets, those Black Series helmets for what they are, I've heard somebody tell, call them like a 10-foot helmet where it looks good 10 feet away. I mean, uh, you know, you could use it as a cosplay and get away with it. It's not 501st, but those Black Series helmets, they've done that. That That's the one thing I think Hasbro's gotten right uh, Yeah, is those Black Series helmets. And when they released, they did the, the, the Biker Scout. That just leads me to believe that, okay, they're, they're thinking outside, starting to think outside of the box with those helmets, I think. Are, are yeah. getting more to where they're not going to get repaints or the repaints we're getting are going to be awesome because uh they did uh didn't they release another clone or something are they re redid the clone helmet or something recently yeah yeah so we were joking at the time when they announced that we're going to get repacks and repaints of that guy well the only repack of repaint of that one i want is the ahsoka trooper and you know yeah, that I'm sure that's coming. Yeah, that one's gonna fly off the shelf. That is such a that's my favorite clone. That is a badass. It's a badass moment in Clone Wars, and it's a badass looking helmet. If if you buy the Scout Trooper, I'll custom paint that for you for the uh the oh. Rebels version. I may have to buy that then. Yeah, I'll have that to figure cool. out how to do it, but I'll that's a nice challenge. Yeah. Well, I wonder if they would no, would they would they repaint that? Would there be enough people that would want that? Depends if it makes an appearance in Rebels. I don't, I don't in see Ahsoka. them going back to redo it. Yeah, or to make it because it was so long ago. Right. If it was new media and they had this this mold, I'd say, yeah, of course, sure. But I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I see a Sabine repaint before I see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, pipe pipeline reveals retro collection book of Boba Fett in the Tuscan outfit. Tuscan Raider, the uh, Tuscan Raider itself is coming. Fennec Shan, uh, Black K, Cad Bane, Jedi Luke, Grogu, and his and uh, was it? This is Grogu and backpack, but does that mean Luke in a backpack? I don't know. It would probably be the training backpack for Luke, so you can buy two figures. Yeah, maybe I, I wrote this down. And I don't remember what I was thinking. And then finally, Mandalorian from Mandalorian, the, the Mandalorian from Book of Boba Fett. I don't know what's different about that, but he'll be there. Uh, the Vintage Collection, Luke from Book of Boba Fett and Training Gear, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader 2-pack, which I'm excited about because I believe that's the battle. So to have Darth Vader with his helmet cut open, um, that's that going to look pretty hot. And that's a retro or the TVC? TVC. Okay. Uh, Mando... Oh, speeder bike coming out for Return of the Jedi. Hold on, uh, repeat that. yourself. I lost you. Mando and the speeder bike. That's all I got. Mando and the speeder bike's being re-released. Okay. 
or it's being released. I would imagine this is the re-release of the Return of the Jedi version. They're just going to dirty it up and throw a dirty scout trooper on it for uh, Mandalorian. All right. Are they going to put Baby Yoda in a backpack? I don't know. They didn't announce that. You think they would? You or, you know, would. or what actually what they're going to do is just give you the backpack or put Baby Yoda in the backpack on a separate card. So you have to buy two figures. Yeah. Um, N1 Starfighter Vintage Collection. So they're making that, uh, which I'll get to in a second. I was going to track the, the HasLab because something's coming this year. So I would have put that high on my list. Um, Black Series Luke and Grogu build a pack. Uh, Gaming Greats Darth Malgus and Ahsoka Loyalist Helmet. Uh, they announced that. Oh, did That's they the... announce that? Yeah. I thought I remember. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's what's coming. Yeah. Time to save up and buy some freaking Black Series helmets. Um, but yeah, I wanted to run through possible Haslab projects after two failed Black Series projects. I assume that the next one's going to be Vintage Collection because they've had a good track record with that. Yeah. And number one on that list was the N1 Starfighter. Um, but I pegged that at two hundred fifty dollars, so that's not going to be a Haslab because they would have announced it as a Haslab. Right. Um, I think a two fifty would be about right uh, on that one because they, it feels like with the, with the slave one, they released that at one thirty, and then they re released it at like one fifty two hundred. Mm-hmm. So I think the N one would be the two to two fifty range. Yeah, and people will pay it. That's a, I don't know. I think that ship has got it needs to grow on us a little bit better. Um, I don't. I'm going to talk Mando for a minute. I don't like that ship as a bounty hunter ship. I don't like that ship as it doesn't fit the story. It fits the story and it's awesome, but it doesn't fit where we think, man, you know, it's not, it's not a big enough ship to be a home. It's something you use to jump. You know, it's like an X-wing. There's no room in there to live. So what are they going to do with Mando next year with that ship? So that's where, that's why I don't like that ship. Yeah. I don't think he's a bounty hunter anymore. I think he's, um, He's got a, another purpose is to reunite the Mandalorians and get them together. Okay. And build an army. I don't think, uh, I think that's going to be his, his cause, not, you know, just gun for hire, working for money. I think he's got a call, a higher calling now. Okay. I, I, and I'm down for that. I, I, you know, give me some good Mandalorian lore, uh, which I think that's so they, yeah, whatever. Other- uh, I'm sorry. I think it's uh, what, I think it's probably what they've been building up for and it's what I've been waiting for is give me some good Mandalorian lore. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. 3 weeks. 3 weeks yeah, from buddy. when this uh, drops. That wow. close. Wow. Um other possible has labs that I thought the Marauder from the Bad Batch, that giant ship with uh, some of those figures, I pegged at maybe 300 350. Cuz with Haslab, if you think it's 200, throw another 150 on it. Right. Um, the Death Star playset, which I've heard rumors about, I threw that as a thousand dollars because you can't half-ass that. No, look at Jason Carson. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Cantina playset, I put that as five hundred dollars. I thought that would be as big as the barge. And then because it's you, and because Ahsoka's coming out this year, I threw in the ghost only because of Ahsoka. Um, but do you think that would come with the Phantom? It would have to come with the Phantom, and it it would be a very expensive. I think it'd be a five hundred dollar piece if it came with the Phantom. Yeah, and would which, the Phantom be a uh, 
uh, a tier. <laughs> I could see them doing that with that ship and making it like the first or second tier. Uh, or I don't know how do they normally because I haven't I haven't really paid attention uh, on those. Is that something that they really close attention if it was the ghost? Oh, <laughs> I would. Like I would invested. be. I, it, it would be like when do I buy it and. Uh, babe, I'm doing this. There would be no questions. It would be um, as soon as that thing got announced, I'd, I'd back it uh, mm-hmm. just because it's the ghost. Uh, so would it when they do the the tiers, would the Phantom be a tier at the front or at the back? Do they announce the bigger tiers to the front of the line or to, you know what I'm saying? Am I yeah, sense? Normally, like the the tiers are like, here's a figure or um, here's a environmental piece. Uh, for the Razor Crest, it was the Escape Pod. That was the first tier, which or was it the second tier? I can't remember. And then there was the Carbonite Block. So I having a whole nother ship as a tier, I just don't see that happening. I think the Phantom has to be part of the Ghost. It has to be part of the offering. But the question is, will it be Phantom 2? Will it be the Phantom 1? Or will it be Phantom 3? Maybe there's a new Phantom for Ahsoka. Um, if it would be, if they did that, that would piss me off. If there was a new, if they, I would want the OG Phantom, Phantom one, what you want might not be what you get. Right. You know what? I would still be happy. I would still buy it if they did a new Phantom for the Ahsoka show, (laughs) but I didn't even think about that, that they could have a new Phantom for the Ahsoka show. Uh, and then do it with the ship, which would make sense because that's what they like doing. It's uh, whatever whatever's front of mind is what we're going to put out in a toy or collectible or whatever. I worry that the the figures that we would get, you know, majority of them are usually repacks or repaints. So you'd probably get like an Ahsoka with like a cloth cape so she could sit down in the, the cockpit. You would probably get a Hera, but then Hera would probably be re-released later down the line because mm-hmm. uh, she's an essential piece of this. We'd probably have to get uh, a chopper, um, but... I just I just don't see them doing that because it's usually re-releases. They don't want to invest more money into this thing. They would, but this is all hypothetical. So, anyways, <laughs> I, truthfully, okay, yes, they don't want to do repacks. They would rather do repacks and re-releases. But I think that show is gonna bring a whole new level to the to Hera, to Chopper, to Sabine. People are going to go apeshit over the of Sabine and Hera and, and Chopper. Uh, and then you're going to have to go, do you go, okay. And then they're going to have Jason Sandula. That's going to be amazing. Um, and then are you going to bring back Zeb? Are you going to bring back Kanan? Are you going to bring, they're going to have to do Ezra because Ezra's going to be in the, in the show. You're going to bring back Thrawn, you, you know, there's so many possibilities to that ship, but I could totally see him doing this is what's front of mind is the Ahsoka show. So this is going to be the ghost from the Ahsoka show, which is going to be you're not going to get a cane and you're not going to get Zeb. You're going to get whoever shows up in the Ahsoka show is what you're going yeah. to get. Yeah. Um. But then again, I can also see them re-releasing stuff later, you know, coming because I know a lot of people want the ghost crew on uh, TVC and they never done it. 
So maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Dude, you, you're laughing because I love talking Rebels. And you're yeah, just like, I, went, I opened up Pandora's you box. Opened so. the, you opened the I'm going to check out for another 30 minutes. You keep going down on your rant. If you decide to edit Dude, I was down, really... Yeah, I was really disappointed with you yesterday because they had the alien ship that's like the square triangle thing. And I'm like, dude, what does this ship remind you of? And you're like, oh, I need to catch up. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this thing and it's it's from Alien. It's not the ghost, but which was incredible that he had that because I don't think people realize those alien action fleets are incredibly rare. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. Anyway, so yeah, I was just and you were just like, oh, it's the freaking ghost. I'm like, yeah, it's the freaking ghost. How long have we been recording? Uh, I think we're right at what we're a little over an hour. Oh, geez, I got so much more news. Let me fly through this so then you fly. can tell your yeah, dude. Fly, 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 Jason, fly. We're good, man. Let's go. Fly, you fools. <laughs> uh, Black Series is officially turning 10 years old this month. Wow, so it's been a decade of the Black Series. Skeleton Crew has finished wrapping, uh, has wrapped filming. There's rumors out there about who uh, Jude Law is playing. Okay, what's the rumors? It's a character we've seen in the sequel trilogy. I'll just leave it at that because I don't want it to be too spoilery because it okay. could be all wrong. Right. But there might be a connection to that. Savvy's workshop at uh, Disney uh, custom lightsaber experience has been reduced from 249 to 219. Yep. While the Droid Depot, the build a droid experience has been reduced from 119 to 99. I'm glad to see they did that. Yeah. I think it's. I think Disney's kind of making a step in the right direction in a lot of ways, and that's just one more thing. Yep. Uh, Sam Witwer played the um, shore trooper in Andor that arrests Andor, and uh, that results him going to the prison, which kind of results him finding purpose to destroy the Death Star. You know, like it's all the the dominoes that go in. So it, it is a shore trooper's fault. One shore trooper who started the dominoes that fell. That got the Death Star blown up. So Sam Witward uh, uh, tweeted, "It's canon." So he even signs on to the fact that his short trooper is the domino that started the whole sequence. Yeah. So it's a short trooper's fault. You and those damn short troopers. Yak face. Yeah, you and the damn rebels. Speaking of which, <laughs> Yak face posted a rumor that uh, Retro Ahsoka Wave is going to be released later this year. So I would assume that would mean a retro Sabine for the sir, for the gentleman. I already warned my wife when we were in celebration. I'm texting her going, next year is going to suck for you, for our wallet, because rebels, 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 rebels. And uh, yeah. Next year, this year, the end of this year, early next year, my wallet's going to cry. Um. Speaking of crying, about a thousand people uh, are going to lose their position at Hasbro because Hasbro's cutting back. Yeah, um, they're downsizing, and I, I'm not a, I'm not a financial analyst by any means. I'm not some guy who knows the economy really well. But from what I'm hearing, you know, the economy is going to turn around sometime in the second half of this year, or maybe 2024. It just depends on who you you talk to. And uh, it's sad to see something like this happen because what they're doing is cutting jobs to make the stock prices look better. Yeah. And so people are losing their jobs to make sure the CEO looks good. Yes. It's a short-term pain or a short-term gain, I guess. Yeah. 
So it's not good. Shares uh, fell when they announced this seven uh, percent. Um, there's a lot of facts and figures here that I'm just kind of going through, and I don't need to go through it all. But they did say Hasbro's estimated fourth quarter revenue of about 1.68 billion was down 17 percent from the previous year. That's the fourth quarter. Uh, they expected 1.92 billion in revenue, and uh, so they just didn't perform that well. Maybe if um, they quit repacking stuff, but well, I don't, don't want to talk. Go ahead. It's interesting that you bring that up because it's not the thing that's going on with Hasbro. They they have a CEO who wants to be super aggressive and have like incredible profits by 2025, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason why we've seen the the, the jump of prices in, in action figures, which again, short-term gain for long-term pain because collectors are getting tired. You're seeing these Black Series Boba Fett's. Boba Fett doesn't normally hang on there unless they overproduce it or people are just tired of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can refer you to a little company called Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, why don't you go see what happened at Disney when they tried doing all that crap and see what happened to the CEO? He got replaced really freaking fast, and uh, they're trying to backpedal to get all their fans back. Um, But it's interesting because Wizards of the Coast is a company that Hasbro owns. Mm-hmm. Wizards owns the Dungeons and Dragon line. They manage the Magic the Gathering line. It makes up about 70% of Hasbro's value. Wow. So you've got this one subsidiary that's worth 70% of Hasbro. Um, there was some sort of activist shareholder trying to get on their board, similarly to what, what's happening right now with Disney. There's somebody who's buying up stock and saying, I deserve a seat. Because what they want to do, allegedly, is spin off Wizards of the Coast into its own company. Mm-hmm. because it's the one that's most profitable. You've got Hasbro dragging Wizards of the Coast down, and they want to split the companies up. Uh, Wizards of the Coast would have its own shareholders. Um, it's one of the more profitable areas of the company. Um, Hasbro needs the Dungeons & Dragons movie, allegedly, to do really, really well to say, hey, look, we can manage Dungeons & Dragons. We know what we're doing. Right. Which... I don't know if it's going to have billions of dollars like an Avatar or Star Wars. It's maybe a $20, $20 million movie. I don't know. I, I'm interesting because I, I think that movie's kind of hitting at the right time, though. I don't. When's it being released? It's like March. It's like next month. Okay. Um, maybe it'll do good because I think with that, with because you've got... Um, Stranger Things that ended, what, six months ago? And there was a big Dungeons and Dragons arc in there so maybe people have picked up the dungeons and dragons you know well, thing huh yeah it gets even worse oh does it yeah because okay. dungeons and dragons has been around since the 70s and it's gone through revisions but the 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 rules is open source meaning if you want a third party to make up a game that's like a a part of Dungeons and Dragons, you can buy that game, you can assimilate it into your game. The rules are the same. Um, Third-party companies can make whatever they want. They don't own anything back to Wizards of the Coast. It's just open source. And recently, Hasbro came out and said, no, we're going to charge you 25% royalty. What they're doing is they've revised it. So maybe it's like Dungeons and Dragons 5.0. You know, we've been at 4.5 and they've decided we're going to change the rules to 5.0 going forward. 
and the rules in 5.0, and I'm just, that's not proper terminology. Again, right. I'm just making this up for description purposes. Um, so 5.0, you're going to owe us 25% royalties on anything you make. And everybody was just like, De for decades, this has been open source. Why the hell? And this was like an internal email that leaked. And so Hasbro had to back off and and walk away with their tail tucked between their legs because for decades, it's been open source. And now Hasbro's coming along and saying, we want money. Right. And, and That's so, not cool. No. And it's just their greed. Uh, it's the pressure from the community that's really forced Hasbro to rethink their greed. Um, but that just shows... Hasbro needs this company to, to to stay within their portfolio because it's an important company and um it's 70% of their value. Right. They're so they're greedy. They're making money on like the because Dungeons and Dragons is like a book-based role play action role play game. So they're making money on the books because they own the company, correct? They're not just making money on the toys. Right. But if you wanted to start your own Dungeons and Dragons game and publish it. You can do that without owing anything to Wizards of the Coast. Gotcha. But what Hasbro was saying, no, if you're going to do that now, you owe us 25%. That's like freaking, um, like it's the same thing as like Minecraft or Doom, uh, the Doom video game. People, that's what that game is for. Because I know people, when Doom was a big deal, people would make their own video games, mm -hmm. versions of it. And that was just what they did with that game. So yeah, that would, ruin i think that would really ruin that that game if hasbro did that yeah i think hasbro needs new leadership i think he's just being too aggressive and it's he's got a sight on money he doesn't have a sight on providing quality to the consumer it's just right. how much money can i get from the consumer yeah and 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 everybody that i've known that's tried that kind of stuff you when you forget about your when you're like I'm chasing the bottom line and you forget about your consumer, you forget about your your people, you end up losing your job and you don't get the job done. So I don't know why people haven't learned, you know, from the mistakes of the past and like, hey, you need to change the way you're thinking and you know, worry about improving your product and maybe and then the other everything else will come along. Um, interestingly, the president and chief operating officer for Hasbro was one of the people who lost his position in the, the thousand people that were laid off. Oh, I don't know if he was the fall guy or what's going on there. Maybe he didn't like the new CEO in his direction. Who knows? I'm just talking out my butt there and speculating, but mm -hmm. there's a lot going on there and, uh, it's not good for the consumer as far as I'm concerned. Right. Interesting. Also want to say thank you to Casey Wheeler for the support on YouTube. We appreciate you watching. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, man. The YouTube, are we doing pretty good on YouTube? Yeah, we get about 40 per week. Wow. That's pretty good. Anywhere between 30 to 40, yeah. Because I I personally, it, I don't like watching podcasts on YouTube. I, I But because uh, there is a podcast that I really wanted to get into that it's only on YouTube. And I'm just... I. I guess I'm just old. It's hard for me to to contemplate like watching a podcast. Yeah, you're stuck in your ways. I am. Uh, I guess you could do it while you're driving, because I listen to stuff while I'm driving. I can't really listen to it at work. Yeah. Let's see. Last episode we had 31 views. Uh, the one before was 64. The one before that was 38. So it's all over the map. But I know people like to do things and work, and then have pad podcasts in the background and 
if you have something on the TV, just turn on the TV and work. And so that's just another outlet for people to hear us. Right. And they get to see our beautiful faces. <laughs> Cheese. So how was Chewbacca Fest? Dude, New Orleans. I It was great. Um, we got down there on Friday and kind of just... We got our, our pattern because we'll go down there and there is a, a bar called Dat Dog, which is a Chewba- where Chewbacca is sort of based out of. Yeah. So uh, if you can get upstairs over there, it is uh, they've got like the Chewbacca. They've got a very nerdy space theme uh, and they've got what they call um, it's a Chewbacca with the six arms or whatever uh, in the wall. And there's it's just it's a cool bar. It's a good people a watching spot because it's upstairs and you look down on Frenchman street. Um, so we did that Friday, found a, found a, we just kind of, I always regret when you kind of, you know, you look back on a trip and I'm like, man, I wish I'd relaxed more. And then if you relax more, you're like, man, I wish I'd have done more crap. Um, so we had, um, what else we did that Friday, uh, Saturday, we get ready to go out. And we were kind of running a little behind because our man, you know, Mandy was trying to take her time and she's trying to force. I'm trying to we're trying to gauge each other better with trips because I'm a go, go, go guy. And she's I want to sit down and relax and drink a beer or read a book. Um, So it was getting about 11 o'clock and we um, I've ordered an Uber and I'm like, let's go get some lunch. Go look at I wanted to buy another hat. Uh, (laughs) Another stupid hat. Another stupid hat. So I'm like, I want to go to the hat shop. I want to go. We wanted to go eat at this place called Mother's, which is just good Southern food. And, uh, you know, I want to walk around the quarter and want to walk back from there. So we decided we got it. We decided we were going to get an Uber, go to the furthest point and walk back. Well, right as we're stepping out of the bed and breakfast, this homeless lady walks by having a psychotic episode and looks Mm -hmm. at my wife and says, I heard what you effing said about me and throws a can of Coke at her. So thankfully it was only Coke and thankfully she was out of her freaking mind. And we're both in our forties because my wife said 20 years ago, I would have kicked her ass. Mm. So thankfully we were the calmer heads prevailed and we knew what was going on. And Mandy went and cleaned up and had to take a few minutes and the Uber showed up and I waved him off. And, um, you know, thankfully, thankfully cooler heads prevailed because it could have gone a lot worse than what it was mm-hmm. uh the the owner of the bed and breakfast was you know apologetic and it's like you can't control homeless people yeah um yeah. so you know after that happened we went and got me some hats and so you know we had a good after that the day turned around fairly good uh we were able to go do chewbacca's that evening the bed and breakfast we stay at it's called elysian fields if you guys uh are going to go to New Orleans. It's on the back end, of the, the top end of the French Quarter. Uh, so it's the north end of the French Quarter. Uh, it's right near Frenchman Street. It's a really cool Frenchman Street's like the local place where people go to hang out. It's it's a you still get that feel of Bourbon Street, but it doesn't smell as bad. You know, it smell like piss and barf. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you get the locals or hang on hang out on Frenchman Street versus Bourbon Street. I don't even think we walked Bourbon Street. If we did walk Bourbon Street, it was the back end of Bourbon Street. Um, and um so where was that so anyway elysian fields so the elysian fields is right off at you right on the chewbacca's line so i went and bought shots for to hand out so i could trade for throws because 
this parade is not really a typical parade where they throw beads. People are throwing handmade items because they hand make everything's handmade for this parade. It's got a it's a really awesome sci-fi themed parade. It's a walking parade. So um it's a lot slower paced than a you know than a truck or a tractor parade. Mm-hmm. Um and so it just they've got people they had um the first half of it's all Star Wars or 90 or like Star Wars based. Uh they have a big pink Chewbacca walking around. That's sort of their mascot is the pink Chewy. Um and so I've learned with this parade, as you notice what kind of troop they are, notice what kind of crew they are, sub crew, you start yelling. And especially if you know the characters, you yell the name of the characters and the, you'll normally you'll get one of the throws. Um, they had um, like tremors were there and I'm like, hey, do you guys fart fire? And they heard me and they. We're excited about that. So, uh, you know, like they had a big tremor and he came and put his, you know, he came and ate me and they'll do cool stuff like that. Uh, at one point I yelled, Hey, Leia, and three people turned around. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and, uh, one of the coolest, the funniest. So like they had, um, I'll get to that in a second, but they had like a Rocky horror. They had a, 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 th- a troop of people from Rocky horror that they'll do the, the, the act out the movie mm-hmm. as they're, they're playing it. So I yelled, damn it, Janet. And one of them like stopped in their tracks and handed me a T-shirt. <laughs> so I was like, sweet. Nice. Uh, and they just like handed me a bunch of stuff because I'm like yelling movie quotes to them. And the funniest part is they had a uh, Dune sub crew. So I'm hmm. yelling at them. I'm like, hey, do you guys have any spice? And they hand me a packet of spice with their sub crew. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like a like a legitimate Tony Satchery's packet of spice like little mini packet wow. like single serve and i'm just like this is awesome that's cool and, yeah and then they um i yelled at one of the the star wars i'm like i don't like sand and she handed me a box a bag full of sand with like the sand and the no thing and then it got everywhere because she put it in like a mesh box a mesh bag so the <laughs> sand was getting everywhere and i'm like that's funny yeah i'm like dog got it um but it was just it was a good time. I it it lasts for about three hours, the parade does. Um and it's at night. And it's at night. So it's just the light, the costumes are awesome. Uh they had uh they had like a R2 bar two, which is an R2D2 that they put like a bar inside so you mm-hmm. with like spigots so people can get drinks out of it. I get like the crew that they don't like like normal people get in there. Um and they had like oh geez, it was just like uh, what else? They had a sand crawler, like a big, not huge sand crawler like they have in Atlanta, but, it, you know, a pretty decent sized sand crawler. Uh, they call them the crew of goggles. And uh, what else? They had a bunch of ETs, so like ET phone home. They were throwing out Reese's peanut butter cups or Reese's nice. pieces. Uh, so they do a really good job of theming everything together. Uh, and it's just a fun, it's a fun, if you're a fun nerdy person, which obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you are, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a, it's a good way to get a taste of new Orleans and Mardi Gras and, uh, sci-fi, get your sci-fi fixed without being in the middle of Mardi Gras because it's on the front end of Mardi Gras. Uh, and you get to take, the city is just starting to rev up to Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. So you get it without being 
in the thick of it because I showed Mandy like a picture of Bourbon Street on Mardi Gras Day, and she's like, "F that," because it is shoulder to shoulder people. Your mm-hmm. your your butts to nuts on uh, Mardi Gras Day. Yeah, COVID everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which we didn't get sick, but it was it was a fun time. We um, it's an interesting part of town because there's two gay bars on the side streets, so you do run into some. You hear some. You get some interesting people. Uh, yeah, it, it, but it's a fun. It's I. We uh we felt safe. I mean, I know New Orleans is like people are like, oh, there's car break-ins and stuff. Thankfully, the B and B we stay at, they have a garage that you know if you if you book long enough, they'll let you stay in the garage. Um, and uh, so thankfully the car wasn't broke into. The only thing we ran into was that one crazy lady throwing a coke at my wife. Mm, uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, she was That's not cool. No, it was not cool. She was not happy. I thought that it was going to ruin our day. Yeah, it would have ruined mine. Yeah, she was. Hell, not I didn't happy. get an eBay auction and ruin my day. Yeah, <laughs> she thankfully was able because she was just like, I'm you're rushing me. And I'm like, no, it's 11 o'clock. I got stuff we got to do. We got to get back because uh, the parade was on Saturday. So I'm like the parade. We got to be back by like six, six thirty for the parade. So I don't want to waste my day. I don't want my day to be wasted because there's stuff I want to do. Um. So, you know, that, yeah, that could have gone south real fast. We found a comic book shop, but I can't remember what it's called because it's comics and I don't do comics. I say that as I, but I do what I wanted. You know, I, I I don't, you know, and I'm looking at the lady and I'm just like, I don't do comics. And she's like, we got pops. I'm like, I don't do pops either. (laughs) That's even worse. (laughs) Go back to the comics. I'll do those. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to go down to my hometown and see my my grandma and see my family on Saturday. And uh, yeah, it's just sad to see that that place is at, two years after that hurricane is still just, you know, still hasn't recovered, still hasn't recovered. Yeah. There's a, a whole shopping center that they've demolished that they put a few uh, trailers in for people to live in. And I could, you know, my cousin, it's been two years and they're still living in a camper. Because they're they're trying to get their insurance and stuff together. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it just it sucks to see. Uh, and then it make I mean, you know, I love New Orleans, but you know, Atlanta's been my home, and and it's just yeah. But I, I don't want to live it on a sour note. But it was a good trip. We uh, Chewbacca, like I said, man. If you're even the half ass thinking about going, you need to go. It's 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 a fun fun parade. Did you uh, book the bed and breakfast for next year? They have not announced Chewbacca yet. They uh, kind of can guess at it, but yeah, we. Uh, she knows that once they announce it, we want the same room, and uh, we'll be back down next year. Oh, good. Yeah, it's it has it it, it and then we've learned also that you know we need to be a little bit louder. We need to be you know we need to have like a a, a sign because last year we had a sign shots for throws. And um, they make they'll they'll give out little blocks like they do a blank bandoliers, and you put a, a velcro uh strip on the bandolier, so they'll hand you a block with a velcro strip on it that you put on your bandolier, and that'll also people when they see that you have a bandolier and you have blocks on it, they'll give you their blocks because you know you understand the tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year Mandy had like a half ass bandolier because she had dressed up as the Chewbacca uh, thing and she had a chewy bandolier that she, like she had taken a, a backpack or a, a satchel 
and put a Chewbacca thing on it. So people saw that and they're like, oh, you've got a bandolier. So they were handing her more stuff. Um, so we didn't do that this year. It was literally while we're packing up, we were looking at the stuff. Mandy's looking at the stuff going, oh, this is my Chewbacca stuff and put it in a box. So it's somewhere in my garage and we have no clue where it is. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to go make sure you're, you got to participate in the parade because if you just stand there, you're not going to get anything. And if you can make yourself like a bandolier type thing, people will appreciate that. If you, if you could trade shots for throws, people appreciate that. It's like anything you can do uh, to participate in the parade. Don't be afraid. Uh, cause you know, you're not going to get anything if, if you don't get in there. Just don't run a little kid over cause people will kick your butt. Yeah. And don't throw beers at people. Right. Exactly. Don't throw beers at people cause they don't like that either. No one would. No one would. Uh, Cokes or whatever it was. Right. Sorry to hear that. But anyways, it sounded like you had fun besides that. Yeah. It was a great trip. I, it's awesome. like, I love new Orleans. Of course. It's in my blood. Of course. Same thing with Bucky's. Yes. It's in your blood in Texaco. Oh, we did. We were driving through Auburn, Alabama, and we start seeing signs. Bucky's, 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 Bucky's. They're building a Bucky's in Auburn. So we're like, sweet. We got a place to stop now. It's okay, right off. Cool. Yeah. In Auburn. <laughs> so, <laughs> you take like, 10? Yeah. Interstate 10? Interstate There's not 10. Bucky's on 10? In... No. No. Oh. Okay. It's going in, I think, well, we know the one on Robbins. There's one... I think somewhere in Alabama, but it's on the other side of Alabama because it's like the Florida side of Alabama. I see it because we kind of, you know, you take 65 through to 10. So you kind of cut that corner of Alabama off, mm-hmm. which is a good thing because you're in Alabama way too long. <laughs> you hear banjos sometimes. Hey, everybody, we're here with Sam Sams from West Virginia. He went to this really cool auction uh, of a bunch of stuff that was found in basically in the back of a warehouse last week. And we just wanted to get, uh, sit with down with him for a few minutes and uh, see how things went. How was his thoughts? What did he get? What were prices? Was it too insane? Uh, just sit down, get his thoughts and uh, see what he thinks. Um Sam, how was what was first of all? What was the auction? What was the auction house, and uh, how did the the stuff come about? Yeah, so it's like you described. There was, I think it was around, I think it was in November, October, November last year. Uh, a guy named Dan Morphy posted on all the face uh, Facebook groups, social media groups, and all the Star Wars collector groups that they had he had, he had um, acquired this find, this warehouse find or barn find, you know, depending on you know what you want to call it um of I don't know 300 400 mint on cards vintage Star Wars action figures and posted some pictures of them and and basically the caught the whole vintage Star Wars uh, collecting community by by storm I mean it, it was it was crazy um it turned out there were five double telescoping Luke mint on cards oh my god in this five crap. five <laughs> there were I didn't count, but seven or eight, like 21 back or 20 back, uh, Boba Fett's mint yeah. on card, um, all kinds of 12 back Leia's and Chewbacca's and three POs and, um, a couple of Vader's and, but it, it was all early, you know, empire cards. There were a few Jedi and power of the force cards, 
but mostly Star Wars carded action figures. And the condition was looked like, it, you know, you were walking into Kmart or, or wherever you bought your toys when you were little and they were still on the shelf. I mean, it was wow. it was crazy. Yeah, I know the those FETs, people were scared it was going to crash the market, but uh, it doesn't then it seemed too uh, to affect it any. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I'm not a Boba Fett collector, so I'm not sure what those normally would would go for. But they all went for like thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars a piece. Oh so I don't know whether that was high or low, but that's what that's what those those all went for. And it was pretty consistent amongst amongst all of them. So yeah. that, um, I think that's yes. about about the market price on those. Yeah. So the, the story goes that that a guy had that was a not a Star Wars collector, but was in the collecting world. I don't know what what he collected. Um, I'm sure I read it somewhere, but, you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s, decided to buy all these. He had a, uh, some kids and thought that it's something that they might want. And um, they, they didn't end up wanting them. So they just kind of stuck them in the closet. And um, the cool thing was about it, too, was they were all stored in original Kenner shipper boxes. So those shipper boxes are also very, very collectible. Um, So that was something they auctioned off too. And if memory serves me right, several of them went, you know, they weren't thousands of dollars, but they were hundreds of dollars um, a piece just for, you know, cardboard boxes and Kenner star Wars on the side. But, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was nuts, but the, the auction house was very professional. They were great, very friendly. There was probably, 30 between 30 and 40 people there for the live, you know, they're in person. So the way they did it was, it was similar to, to Hakes auctions. If you're familiar with Hakes, they, they do um, star Wars auctions. I don't know, quarterly I'd say, but similar to where they, you know, they post pictures online. You go to the website and you register and you can bid online. But the, the difference with this auction is 15 minutes before the live auction started, which was this past Wednesday, February 1st at 9 a.m., they cut off the the pre-bidding online. And so then they went to, you could still participate online, but you had to go to like a different platform to bid. And then you had the live bidders there. And then this was like a real professional auction house. Like, you know, I'd never been to one, but kind of like you'd see on TV where they've got people in the back on the phones with, with, you know, big. Oh, wow. Big money, big money collectors. And so you could you could arrange a phone bid or you could bid online or you could be there in person. So it was crazy. And there was over 400 lots. And they they I went the day before and looked at all the items and they told me then they're they're like, yeah, I was like, how long do you think this is going to take? Because, I mean, that's, you know, I, I envisioned being there you know for for the better part of 12 hours or so as they auctioned all this stuff off. But they said, oh, no, it'll. Well, it'll be, uh, well, we plan on doing 80 items an hour. So that's less than, wow. less than a minute per auction. And they, they pretty much were on that. So it went very, very quickly. So if you were interested in any of the items and you didn't kind of do your homework and write down which lot numbers you wanted and kind of what your, what your max bid was going to be or anything like that, then, then, you know, you, you were in trouble because it's not like they, held up the item before the auction and said, Oh, here it is. You know, we're bidding on this. It was just, they, they posted the picture that they had already posted previously and said, okay, lot number one, two, three, it's 12 back wow. princess Leia. Here we go. Wow. Um, so it, it was, it was really, really fun and cool to see. Now the, the prices, you know, for anyone that thinks that it's a down market, at least on the top level, the high end, it is not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, you know, 
I'd be, the only thing I was really after was a, a 12 back Vader. Um, I have one, but it, it's not in really good condition. So I thought, Hey, if I can upgrade mine and, and sell my old one to help pay for it. And, you know, that was kind of my plan. Uh, and I've been watching them for about the last month and, and thought I had a shot. Cause I think there were five in the auction. So I thought, well, you know, surely I can get in on one of the five. They were all, all five of them were better than what I had. And when I went to bed Tuesday night, they were still, they were, it was getting close to what my max bid was going to be. Um, but you know, I was still in the hunt for them. I woke up Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning and checked out what the prices were online and everything spiked overnight. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was nuts. So they cut the, the auction off, I guess you, you, the pre-auction off. Did they start, like, let's say they started those, got to like $10,000, just pull a number mm-hmm. out, out of hat. So they said, all right, this bid's at $10,000. We'll start right. there. Wow. Right. Exactly. Yep. So whatever the, whatever the starting, the whatever the last bid online was, that was the starting bid for the, for the live auction. Yeah. So, um, I guess there's been some speculation. There was some speculation about, was it a real true quote unquote barn fine? Right. Um, did you get the feeling that it was a true, like it wasn't like set up or you see on reality TV where somebody's like, Oh, I just so happen to have all these star Wars figures in the back where somebody literally like went in the back of a warehouse and went, Oh crap. Yeah. I think it, I think it was legit. I mean, I don't think it was one of these finds where, you know, that you see online sometimes where, you know, some grandma had stuff that she forgot in the attic that she had bought her grandson for Christmas in 1970. What anything like that? Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I said, the, the guy w- was a collector of, I don't know, coins maybe, or, you know, something in the collecting world. So I think they knew that it had some value, but I don't think they anticipated kind of what a sensation and a kind of collecting storm, you know, that this, this find would have, because I'm not sure how many DT carded Lukes were known to exist, but adding five to the pile at one time just kind of blew everybody's mind. So, yeah, like I was saying earlier, it was the same thing with the Fets. Everybody was like, oh man, you're going to put eight 21 mm-hmm. back Fets back into the, uh, into the collector, you know, realm, into the hobby that could crash the market. But like you were saying with them going for what they were going for, it didn't seem like yeah. it, it did. Um, you know, did you see, I, I noticed there were, you know, I saw a few of our guys that, you know, guys that we follow in the hobby friends with were, were up there. Was it sort of like a mini, 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 mini celebration type atmosphere? Yeah, it was. It, it was like, it was like going to a show and seeing people that, you know, for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I went, I went to dinner with friends. I was there Tuesday night and Wednesday night and I, both nights I went to dinner with different, different group of friends and hung out and just kind of talked about everything. Um, Collector archive services was there taking um, submissions. So you could, you could, if you, if you won uh, one of the items, you could submit it right to them for grading. So I talked to those guys quite a bit. So I enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, it it was, it was, it was real, um, real friendly atmosphere. Like I said, the auction house treated us great. And they were, I don't think they had, they had, they auction off toys and stuff, but it's mostly like, you know, high end antiques and guns and, and uh, like they had a bunch of marbles in there and sports cards. And I don't, I think they had had some star Wars stuff in the past, but nothing, nothing like this. And they really were appreciative of all the um, information that, you know, you know, star Wars collectors, we're going to, we're not shy about telling you what we think. Not at all. No. <laughs> so, and there were, there were, when I was there the day before looking at stuff, there was a couple people, you know, giving their opinion on things and, and, and not in a negative way, but just, 
Um, and, and they were, I, I heard a couple of the, of the employees talk about how uh, grateful they were to get all the information. So I kind of, it wouldn't surprise me if, if, you know, they, they kind of get into the Star Wars auctioning, you know, a little bit heavier because, because they definitely, uh, they definitely made some money this week. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I know there was a lot of talk when the lots first, when they first came out that they were going to, you know, we're going to auction off all the Boba Fett's and all the Yodas. So they were going to keep everything as a lot. Yeah. So you would end up bidding on eight Boba Fett's or you'd end up bidding on whatever, however many Yodas they had. So it feels like they, they listened to the community and, and were like, dude, you're going to get a lot more money if you separate the lots. Yeah, they, they did. And, and to their credit. And then they also, I know there was a, uh, a collector I saw on some, some YouTube videos, um, that had reached out. I'm sure several collectors did, but for whatever reason, um, they, they decided to kind of, um, and, uh, take the advice of this one collector and he, he hooked them up with Ian Sanderson and put them all in acrylic cases, um, and said, yeah. you know, this will really help. Um, and, and he, I think he helped them kind of, there were still some lots of multiple, they weren't all individual lots. Um, there were some lots of say, I think they did like a bounty hunter lot of, of four or five five of the bounty hunters are all of them without fat and in, in like clear clear bubble perfect nice. looking empire wow. strikes back card so they they did do some lots um but but i think they they like i said they listened to the community and welcomed the advice and and i i think it paid off for them because had they put like you said you know seven or eight boba fett's in one lot i mean i can't imagine there being but a handful of people that would have that kind of money to, you know, cause that you're talking six figures, you know, yeah. for a lot like that. So this, this way, hopefully, you know, they spread out a little bit, you know, amongst the community, but there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of talk right now about, you know, who, who bought them all and are we going to end up seeing them for sale here, you know, in the not too distant future, you know, uh, or what, or will they just kind of disappear into, you know, some high end uh, investor collector type of person? Are they just going to end up in their, you know, safe and, you know, maybe show up 10 years from now, who knows? Uh, right. It'll be curious. So, the, go ahead. So you don't know who bid on, you don't know who won them all there. It, it was blind, no, not blind. No, bidding. I, I mean, you could, you could, you know, they announced like the, when you logged in or, or signed up in person, you got a bidder number, you know, it's not, you know, the auction house associated that number with your name, but no one else knew, you know, gotcha. what number you were or anything. And I did hear some people say that, um, that there were there were like four different numbers that that bought up all the Boba Fetts and and things like that, but um, but you know who knows and if they did, good for them. But but you so you could kind of go back and rewatch it and and they did you know say okay winning bid ten thousand dollars to bidder one two three four and so you could you could kind of track which bid numbers got which figures, um, but you don't know who 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 they are per se. They were. There, you know, as far as in person, like I said, there was 30 or 40 of us and there wasn't a ton of live bids. Uh, there were there a handful here and there, um, especially towards the end when some of the lower end stuff came up. Um, but there were a couple of, of gentlemen there that, that bought a bunch of stuff that I kind of wanted to go talk to and then just just never did. I didn't know whether that would be rude or not, but but they, they weren't anybody that, to my knowledge, any of the you know, collectors in our circles would recognize. I, I didn't know who they were. So that's interesting. So it's people like outside the collecting community. Yeah, that, this? yeah, Jason, that's kind of the, the one big, big uh, conclusion that, that I came walk walked away with was, you know, we, we get caught up in our, 
our Facebook groups and our, our, all of our groups. And, you know, I, you know, there's in a lot of the Facebook groups, it's, it's a lot of the same people, right? So, you know, it seems to me like maybe there's four or 500 real active, you know, community vintage star Wars collectors. Um, and, you know, a lot of the names everybody are from is familiar with, but there with this auction, it showed me it was either, you know, star Wars collectors that we just don't, you know, that don't participate in those groups uh, or it, were, it, it was, you know, big money investors that, that, um, you know, we're looking to diversify, you know, and, and saw this as a once, in a, it, it, which it really was. It was kind of a once in a generation type of opportunity to buy some of this stuff. Yeah. Was it your impression that the person that was, for lack of a better term right now, outside the collecting community, were they mm-hmm. a representative or do you think that was their, I, I think it was, I think it was the, I mean, I, I've told a couple people they look it was two older gentlemen like had to be in their mid 70s um wow. I, I said it was your stereotype it looked to me like they were like model train collectors you know and then uh, you know that that generation and yeah. and you know um but but you know like I said they they were buying some stuff but you know that's interesting uh, yeah yeah so I don't know whether I, I don't I didn't get the in, impression that they were you know bidding for somebody else or anything that's why I wanted to talk to them. I wanted to see, you know, whether this yeah. was, you know, their first thing, or maybe they've got this huge Star Wars collection somewhere that no one knows about. Black yeah. holes. Yeah. Uh, what were the surprises? Meaning, like, oh, I didn't expect that item to go that high, or oh, I didn't expect that item to sell that cheap. That's a deal. There wasn't any cheap deals. That's that's for sure. There was. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, but like, cheap hoping. is relative. Like, oh, that's like yeah, five thousand. Sure. Yeah, sure. You're right. Exactly. To, to my knowledge, there was there were a couple of surprises. One and, and you know, all the 12 backs are great, but the, uh, you know, among as you rank the 12 backs, usually Chewbacca's and 3PO's go. Uh, I don't want to say cheap, but they're they're a lot less expensive than than, you know, the Luke Skywalker's and Princess Leia's and Han Solo's. Right. Yeah. But the it seemed like all of them were you know, go market rate plus a thousand dollars, you know, then plus the, the 20% buyer's premium plus six or 7% sales tax, depending on what state, you know, you were buying from uh, if you were online. So, I mean, you know, you're talking, you know, call it 30, you know, a thousand dollars above market plus another 30% is, is where they all were. And, and even early on, I, I want to, I could be wrong. I didn't write it down, but I think one of the 12 back Chewbacca's went for between three and $4,000. And that that's just unheard of. And, we were all kind of sitting there looking at each other like, is this Chewbacca we're, you know, we're talking about, but, but yeah. don't get me wrong. I mean, these were in very, very good condition. I mean, in fact, there were a lot of people who felt like they would have made even more money had they taken an extra couple of months and got them all graded and then, then put them up. But, but there were, there were plenty of, of 80 pluses and 85s to be had in that auction. But and then another surprise. And, and I, I'm really, really curious about if, if there's a story behind it. You know, there were five double telescoping Lukes and I looked at all of them and the, I think the first two went for $24,000, a piece. And then the third one went for a couple thousand less than that. But all of a sudden on the fourth, and they spread them out. So, you know, the, it wasn't like, okay, we're going to do all the Lukes. We're gonna, so they, they kind of spread them out throughout the day. And that that fourth DT Luke, which was by far the the worst condition of them, the the bubble had yellowed. I mean, it was still beautiful, but the bubble had yellowed. um, And I think there might have even been like a mark on on the figure. Um, 
but you know, it was by far and with, with no doubt, you know, the, the, the worst condition of the five, yeah. it went, it went for $10,000 more than the other four. Yeah. It, Cause and, and it makes everyone kind of look around and go, Oh, is there something about this one that we're not catching? You yeah. know, was it some sort of different card back variant or was it, you know, two guys bidding against each other that kind of panicked. I mean, that's, it was great because there was one after that, you know, there was another one. So it wasn't like that was the last one. So I was curious. I, I, I kind of want to know whether there was something special about that one or whether it was just sort of bitter panic. I, I my, think it was an, my assumption. An, I think it was a no crap. Yeah, yeah. My assumption is with five of those, the first one, you're like, let's just see how this plays out. The second one, you're like, I still have three more. By the time you get to the fourth and the fifth one, you're like, oh, wait. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, the other, the first three there, it wasn't like there was any action on the bids either. I think there might've, you know, it was okay. Oh, you know, the last bid online was 22,000 and there might've been one or two um, bids. They were online bids, but they might've been one or two live bids there yeah. during when the auction went live. So it wasn't like there was a lot of back and forth on them. And then all of a sudden this fourth one hit and it just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So yeah. Like uh, Glenn yeah. Says it's panic. Like, oh, I, I better do this now. Yeah. And then that fifth one fell right back into line with the other with the other four. You know, like I said, it was right around, you know, give or take a couple thousand of, of what the other other three before that had gone. So I don't know. It was it was it was interesting. Those 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 were the things I, I found you know, kind of the most interesting. So, yeah. Hmm. Did uh, you already talk about what you picked up? No, no, I did. I didn't get any of the, so funny story. I did, um, you know, you get there and kind of the competitive juices start to flow. And uh, I told my friend I was with, I was like, okay, I, I, before the auction started and you, and you kind of start getting excited about it. I looked at him and said, I'm going to do something stupid today. I can just feel it. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. I know myself and I'm going to do something really, really stupid today. And I looked, I said, try to try to, keep me from doing it and, you know everyone just kind of chuckled but but um so like i said one of the vaders it was like the third or fourth 12 bag vader and it was i think in my opinion was the nicest one came up for auction and the i think the last the bid left off online at like fourteen hundred dollars and i had written down and i figured out what buyer's premium and tax kind of what my max bid was going to be and it was going to be sixteen hundred dollars and so you know the Bid starts and and before I get a chance to raise my number, someone someone bid it up to to eighteen hundred, so which was two hundred dollars more than what I set my discipline to max. Okay, this Sam, these are the numbers you're going to stick with. You're not going past this. But sure enough, auction fever kicked in, and I raise up my number, and he points at me and says, "You know, I got eighteen hundred right there. Number, I think my number was six. Number, bidder number six, eighteen hundred. I'm like, I'm getting all excited." And then all of a sudden, all the online bits start happening. And I, I, I turn to my friend and say, like, hey, I, I'm going to get this one. And, and next thing I know, do I have 3,200? Oh, my wow. God. That's right at me. Do I have – it went from my 1,800 to 3,200 in, in four seconds. So at least I can say for four seconds I, I was a high bidder on one of the items. But, wow. but yeah, that was, as, that was as close as I got. And that, show, that goes to show you how – Kind of, I don't want to say ridiculous because you know, hey, it's the market. I mean, the market's going to bear what the market bears. But to to most collectors in in our world, you know, these prices were well, well, well above market price. So, um, so yeah, so but I I did later in the auction. There were it wasn't just the 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 Morphe find um, items. There was 
I don't know, one person or anyways, there was a handful of other items towards the end of the auction that someone else had submitted and, and consigned with them to, to auction off. And there was a lot of uh, AFA loose graded figures. And I did pick up four AFA loose graded uh, figures. Um, I think I overpaid for, for one of them, but the other, the other three, I didn't get good deals on by, I paid, you know, about market market price. So, um, so I didn't walk away with nothing. I did get four, four graded figures. So that I needed for my graded run that I'm working on. So, so it was nice. And especially, you know, with AFA not grading loose figures now, you know, I think the price of those might go up, but, but they're for my personal collection. So yeah, I was happy with that. I got a, I got a Han Solo, uh, big head Han, and I got a um, Hoff Leia, which was cool, and a Death Squad Commander, and the fourth one was a Chewbacca. I think, I think it was a Chewbacca. They were yeah. really no, no, clean. it was Hammer Hammerhead. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it wasn't the Cantina very... guys, but they, they yeah, were super yeah. clean. Yeah, yeah, they were. They looked really. A couple of them were the old case style, which really doesn't bother me any, um, but. Uh, but yeah, they, I was happy to walk away, walk away with that. It was, it was fun. And, you know, it was the, the auction house was really nice. You know, it was like movie theater seats and, and things. It was very, very, very high end. They, they catered breakfast and lunch for everyone that was there in person, oh, Wow, you That's know, provided nice, meals. And, oh yeah. It's kind of like a, kind of like a casino, you know, where they want to get you liquored up and they want you to stay <laughs> as long as, as long as you can. I think that's sort of the same, same thought process at this auction house is, you know, Hey, keep yeah. you in the building. So, yeah, no, I agree with that because you see that at toy shows when, they, when there's no food, people at lunchtime leave and they never come back. That's right. That's right. Yep. So yeah, they were wasn't their first rodeo for sure on that. And this was this that was just day one of this current auction. There were three days. Like I said they had a bunch of sports cards, which that was cool to see too. I saw like a Ty Cobb uh, baseball card, and they had all kinds of, of stuff. And they, they had marbles that were going for all kinds of money. Um, which I you know I, I look at a marble, I'm like, how do you know that that one's any special than the other marble? But there are crazy marble crazy marble collectors just like crazy star wars collectors i guess <laughs> yeah we had um one of the guys i one of the guys i know off facebook that was up there he's looking at all the guns he's like everybody's looking at star wars and i'm looking at guns <laughs> yeah what was what was your favorite piece out of everything that you saw there that you wish uh i wish i got um i'd love obviously i'd love to have one of the dt lukes for yeah. sure um and and the, there were a couple of them that were gorgeous. In fact, that first one that went off, I mean, I'm not a grading expert and I, I'm sure people would scoff at me, but it wouldn't shock me if it was an 85 plus or a 90. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, the bubble was perfect, clear. Um, you know, the, the, the figure might not have been perfect. So that might be what kept the grade down. If it does, you know, I'm sure whoever got it will grade it. I would assume, but what was the figure? Well, you know, the, the Luke's, the Luke's get are, are difficult, like around the, the, the paint apps around the belt sometimes aren't, aren't real oh, good. Uh, none of them had faded because a lot of times on the, the farm boy Luke's, you see the, the, the torso faded. None of them were faded uh, that I remember, but, um, but besides that, there was also later in the auction and it wasn't part of the find. There was a early bird set that, that sold that one of these days I'd like to have an early bird set. Um, but if, you know, if I had, if I had, you know, 20 grand to, to have taken with me and, and, and spent that, that probably would have been one of the, you know, the two items I would have gone for. So. Cool. I, I'd show you the, the Wampa Glenn that, that I sent you pictures of. I mean, that thing was perfect. And one of the, the 
the person that won that uh, bid or the one that lot was there in person. And I actually um, saw that out of the case and, mm-hmm. and they, and it, it's on its way to CAS to get graded right now. Nice. So I did see that one and that, Oh my gosh, that thing was, was nice. Yeah. Cause nice. you were, we were, we, it was like with two other pieces and it was like at, uh, what, like 600 bucks. And we're like, eh, maybe. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it went for over a thousand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was one, honestly, I was like, well, you know, if it, if, you know, if it stays, uh, you know, within six, $900, you know, that would be one to pick up. Cause I think probably the, the Wampa by itself would, would, would be worth that. So yeah. Um, yeah, the other two, the other two pieces you could have sold to help pay for the Wampa and you'd have been in real good shape, but yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yep. Yep. It was, it was nice, real nice. I can't imagine there being any, another one, a nicer one out there. I mean, that's how, you know, the flap had never been folded and wow. Uh, yeah. Now did that come, was that off the major lot or was that the, the, the second dairy I'd lot? Have, I, I think that was part of the, the find. Um, they did, they did a good job in the catalog of saying, okay, yeah, this was part of the, the Morphe find is what kind of what they're calling it, even though it wasn't Morphe, you know, I, you know, obviously the consigner doesn't want, um, his or her name out there, you know, in public. I, I, but... I wonder why. Yeah. Right. <laughs> although, although now, although I probably even now after the auction, probably people would still bug them to death saying, Hey, you got anything else? You know, exactly. Else? You yeah. Know, I'm sure you Just kept a box barn. back. Check yeah. the barn one more time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was a good time. You know, it was about a five hour, five and a half hour drive for me, um, which was, you know, that's a good ways, but like, like Glenn, like you said, I kind of looked at it as a, as a little minor meetup, you know, with collector friends and stuff. There was probably six or eight people there that I knew you mm-hmm. know, that, that were going. So it was fun to kind of sit in a little cluster and, and, and talk throughout the day and, and hang out. It, it was a good time for sure. Very cool. So why Morphe's? Was it just a local find? Do you know? Like I don't want to like out anyone, but I'm just curious why that. Yeah. Why not? No, I, I'm pretty. Something? I'm pretty sure. So Morphe's was in Pennsylvania, was where the auction house is, and I believe the story is uh, Morphe's sets up. I think at the Kane County show all the time. You know, they just set up a table saying, "Hey, we're we're an auction house. We're here if you you know want to consign anything." Yeah, and I think the like I said, the person that that had the stuff was in the collecting world, just not in the kind of the Star Wars collecting world. So I think they they knew about Morphe's through the Kane County show and approached them there because I'm pretty sure that the collection came from Illinois. Uh, I believe is where where you know some of the stuff was, or is yeah. where the the main part of it was. So I think that's where the kind of connection was made and why they chose. Morphe's over yeah. over the other houses. Yeah, yeah, and that would make sense because that's sort of the rumor that we heard that it came out of that King County show. Yeah. So if somebody's there yeah. with the show going, hey, I have this ton of Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you know, so like the 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 buyer's premium was 20%, which is in line. I think Hakes is like 18, and I think other auction houses are 22. So I mean it was kind of, you know. So that's what you have to do when you're when you're looking at it. You have to remember, okay, there's another twenty percent on top of this plus sales tax. So, yeah. you know, um, in my mind, I was just rounding up and say, okay, I got to figure an extra thirty percent on on top of uh, on top of you know the bid price. So, so the auction house is making twenty percent plus they also get a um, consignment fee from from you know the consigner. 
Um, that's not public. That's something that they negotiate. But, you know, you got to imagine it's 10, 15 percent, I would guess. So, right. yeah, so they, yeah, they did. They did all right. They did all right. Damn. <laughs> We're in the I'm wrong sure business, somebody, Jason. Yeah, I'm sure somebody will go through and add up. I mean, you can go to their website now, I think, and view what all the final prices were and everything. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure somebody has already figured out what the total value of the collection was and, yeah. and all that jazz. So, yeah. One of the uh, DTs went for like $34,000 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah so, you're, you're talking 42, 44, something like that after all of the taxes and Jeez. fees. So that's what you got to figure, you know, that's the top end of the market now is, you know, 40 grand. So those oh. people that bought them earlier in the day at 22, so call it 30 with all the taxes, you know, they made 10 that's grand. They made, they made 10 grand in value. Just, just sitting there. Yep. You know, Man. if you want to look at it that way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So not bad. Uh -uh. I bet it's it's a bigger world out there, fellas, than what we're playing in. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. My wow. my pond is pretty dry here. I mean, yeah. I need to go find another pond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but it was a great time. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I went. I did. You know, uh, took a couple of days off work and and drove up, and uh, you know, it was. I, I I felt like I wanted to see it all. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna get a chance probably to see, you know, the, that that quality and that that amount of of early early star wars figures still carded right like that so right um, that's worth the price right there of the mission yeah. driving yeah yeah plus you got and free I mean, lunch and breakfast that's right yeah you know i mean heck it was a hell of a sloppy joe guys it was good <laughs> it was good you know they had the, the cookies and all that stuff yeah it was it was good i don't know if i got 20 percent worth out of my what i bought but you know it was good nice awesome so if uh, people want to hear more of this, they can listen to you on David Quinn's podcast. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think he's might be releasing that soon. So I'm, I'm not sure when it'll come out. I'm not sure when this will come out, but yeah. And then it'll be a race. On... Everyone's going to get sick of seeing me. <laughs> well, and then the five idiots, right? The five idiots podcast. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to record that one tonight with them. I think they're doing a live, live show tonight. So yeah. Yep. So there you go. You can get more different, different questions probably. Oh but yeah. Yeah. And David... they were there that with, five minutes they a couple of those guys were there too so they have their own perspective so they don't you know you won't have to just listen to me i'm not sure why they even need me but they asked me so i said sure was awesome. david asking about price values and stuff like that and trying to figure yeah. out yeah yeah you know i was i was nervous on his you know you got to be a lot smarter to be on, on his <laughs> broadcast because he really thinks that he thinks it through and asks really really good questions i enjoyed it it's a good time i've gotten to know david for you know the last couple of years and and uh He's he's a good friend and and even outside of Star Wars stuff. So yeah. yeah well, you good, see, David, David, go ahead. Sorry, I said he's just a good dude. Yeah, David is, uh, believes in something called production value, and I don't know what that yes. word means. Yeah. See, I'm pushing yeah. for that. You push back. So there's like a <laughs> now you, you have some great. structure. <laughs> I, I I describe your guys' podcasts and, and and YouTube video. It's it's more of a hang. Your guys, right. your guys' shows a hang, which is which is cool. And same same with the five idiots. I mean, we went out the second night and, and hung out with those guys. And and I told my wife when I got home, I said it's 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 been years since I've hung out with my college buddies, and that's what it was. It was like hanging out with with some of my college friends. So it was it was awesome. just a good time, real good time. Very cool. Awesome. So, yeah. Yep. Well, thank you for joining us. That yeah, was, man. Thank you. Hey, awesome. no problem. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. I, I'm never I'm never shy to voice my opinion or share my experiences. So <laughs> yeah. 
I'm a typical Star Wars fan. What can I say? Thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. If it's allowed, it really helps us out and points people to our show. Follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. You could find him at Rock the Force podcast. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Hasbro, re-release VC66, hashtag vote with your wallet. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.